Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mark. And today's guests make me thankful. I welcome Claire and Chachi from Guji, and what a wild story this is. Guji is based in Shanghai, but Chachi is from the U.S. He tells me about growing up in Chicago and Florida and how he got into music stateside. Claire talks about growing up in China and learning to play the traditional Chinese violin. But at points, each of them stopped playing music to pursue other interests. Chachi took the advice of a friend and moved to China, but didn't get back into music immediately. He taught English, but music eventually clawed its way back into his life, even in communist China. He founded the band Round Eye and describes how insanely different it is to create, sell, and tour music in China. Not only is it as tough as you probably think it is, it's actually gotten even more difficult since COVID. And that's how Guji came about. Claire and Chachi met through a dating site and soon found that they harmonized really well. So, when the entire country shut down with COVID restrictions, they started playing music together and Guji was born. They have a fascinating mix of pop synths, doomy guitars, and provocative lyrics. But what might be even wilder is what the band has to go through just to get their music on state-run Chinese music streaming services. It's unbelievable. But we can all listen to the debut EP through Godless America Records and check the band out on Facebook. Other social media sites could be coming, but you know, China. Follow us at Performance ANX on X and Instagram, Performance Anxiety on Facebook, and you can reach out to us at the Performance Anxiety Pod at gmail.com. Merch is at performanceanx.threadless.com and you can send us coffee money at ko-fi.com slash performanceanxiety. And now get ready to be thankful with Guji on Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Guji. All right. Hey, I'm Chachi. Hey, I'm Claire. And you're listening to Performance Anxiety Podcast. You can check out Guji at Godless America, and uh, we'll see you around. Just kind of wanted to find out a little bit more about how you got to the point of the EP. So I like to find out a little bit about the history of each of my guests and, and your how you got into music in the first place. So Claire, why don't we begin with you? So how did how did you get into music? Was there a lot in your family growing up or are you the only musician in the family or was there a lot of it around? Okay, so... From what I know, I uh, I don't really have any musician in my family. Okay. Maybe just one. My uncle is, but 
I'm not really that close with him. But my dad, he's a big fan of music, but he can't really play anything. I know the feeling. And he put me to learn traditional Chinese instrument when I was a kid. That's how I get in touch with music. And I was singing the school choir band. Okay. And that's about it. What that's kind of, all my 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 <laughs> communicate with me. <laughs> what what kind of yeah. uh, traditional Chinese instrument were you playing? I was playing Chinese violin, which is called arhu in Chinese. So yeah, it's called traditional Chinese instrument, but it is actually from Arab. Yeah. Ah, okay. Up until the EP you guys have just released together, were you playing music at all? Oh, I don't understand. So were you in any bands? Or, or playing music uh, oh. in, in any sense before you started Guji with Chachi? No, no. I was never in a band. I was just just a fan of music, listen to the music I like. And I always think it's cool to have a band, but because of the instrument I play, it's not really suitable for like rock and roll or punk bands. It's yeah. not as cool. <laughs> and I didn't really get to 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 be in touch with cool people so oh. <laughs> <laughs> before that i never yeah i never get any chance to be in the band this is my first time to have this experience and it's mm. based because of chachi right yes yeah because of chachi so, so chachi how did sure. you how did you, how did you get into music in the first place? How, were you playing music a lot as a kid or or is it something that happened a little later on uh, well, when I lived, I lived in China for about 13 years. And uh, before that, I'm I was born in Chicago, but raised in Florida. I'm, I'm Floridian. Okay. And uh, I had a band in Florida for about 10 years. So when I, I've been doing, I've been touring and doing the DIY thing in punk rock since about 1998. I don't know, maybe hard to encapsulate this in just a one answer, I guess, but you've moved to China. What, what made you move from Florida to China? I was, uh, in that previous band in Florida, there was a drummer. His name was Nate Hall. And, uh, he had lived, he had, he had gone to China before us. He was the drummer of Libyan, my previous band, Libyan Head Squad. And he went to China in 2007, eight, nine. He came back. And he told me all about it. He said, oh, man, you got to come out there. It's amazing. It's blah, 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 blah. It's very, very intense. And, uh, you know, I just kind of filed it in the back of my mind. And then he passed away. And oh, wow. the band kind of imploded at that point. And at that time, there was the recession in America. So it didn't really matter what kind of... I, I couldn't find a job no matter what degrees I had. And yeah, I just decided it was time for a change. So the band was spinning its wheels and I was... I was just like, okay, so the band was gone. I just, um, gave up the lease on the house and just left. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's, that's yeah. amazing. That, I mean, that's a huge shift. 
Yeah, it was pretty big. I didn't even know how to. I, the only the only reason it was China was because of Nate, the drummer. Oh, I had no idea how to say even hello in Mandarin. Wow, wow! So you just you just immersed yourself in Chinese culture at that point, just sink or swim. Yeah. Oh my god! That is, I you know I I respect the hell out of that. That is just amazing. I don't know if I could do that. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so, what did you do when I you got to China? Did. I mean, was music something you you got right into, or were you uh, working? No, I was working. I had no interest in getting back into music when I came to China. Like after oh, wow. after Nate died, I was just it was pretty much that ship had sailed, and I was yeah. just done with it. I was writing and I was doing, uh, I was working on a master's degree and I was just, I, I just didn't care. And then I got dragged back into it because Libyan, the previous band I was in, we had an, we had an unfinished album and it was the work we were doing with Greg Ginn of Black Flag. Oh yeah. And, and it was, you know, I was like, well, I, you know, we got to know Greg pretty well towards the end of that, of that band of Libyan. Cause we were anytime, this is before Black Flag. So this is like, the Taylor Texas Corrugators and Jam Bang, like his solo projects he was doing around that time. Yes. And we would tour with them every time they came through Florida or anytime we played in Austin, Texas, we'd always hang out at the new SST headquarters and crash there. I mean, we spent, we spent one of Greg's birthdays out there. You know? So we got to oh, know wow. him pretty well. And so I figured, well, I might as well just finish this thing. And then <laughs> and in the process of finishing it, I developed, the sound that I was finishing the the Libyan record with had sounded completely different than Libyan. It sounded like something totally different. Oh, okay. So I was, I decided to start another band at that point and that was Round Eye. Oh, and then wow. the rest is... And I talked a little bit about this. It's the scene there is, is very interesting. It's it's not easy. It's and, and it's if I remember correctly, he'd mentioned that there's a, it's a lot of underground, almost kind of dangerous stuff to do. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So when I first came to China, that was 2010, and they had a different president. It was a uh, Hu Jintao, and things were much more romantic and and. Uh, kind of fly by the seat of your pants. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Before you skip over this ad, give me one minute. Like most podcasts, I pick sponsors carefully and I use the products that advertise here. Pure Spectrum CBD is a product that has been really beneficial for me. They have a wide variety of great products that can be used on a daily or as needed basis. I've been using the tincture every day and it's been wonderful for easing anxiety. And I absolutely love the isolate. I use it instead of acetaminophen or ibuprofen. And it's worked so well for the relief of aches and pains. They also have soaks, lotions, salves, gummies, and more. Plus, an entire line for fitness recovery. They even have products for your pets. See everything they offer at PureSpectrumCBD.com. And if you have questions, they're there to help. They helped me when I had no idea where to start. After you fill your cart, use code PERFORMANCEANX for 15% off your purchase. Pure Spectrum CBD. Pure Spectrum CBD, Pure Spectrum CBD. The underground scene was really thriving at that point. Okay. There was a lot of bands, a lot of venues, a lot of shows, and not a lot of government interference. All of that started to change when Xi Jinping came in that in order. And um, yeah, and we've gotten in trouble quite a few times, you know, around IAS. And, and now with Guji, the scene now we're dealing with a totally different monster now because a lot of it, this, this is, this is all post COVID stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And Shanghai in particular was really affected by COVID. Like, I mean, not, not COVID the virus, but the policy that China had. I, I've of heard some of it. Yeah. We, you know, over, over here, we, we heard bits and pieces of, of what was going on over there and it sounded just insane. Yeah. And unfortunately most of what the news was broadcasting was pretty much on point. Uh, wow. which is kind of, they're on point. So <laughs> Shanghai, Shanghai got fucked pretty bad, especially in 2022. Wow. So now looking back on all that and kind of picking up the pieces, Shanghai, it's uh, a lot of the clubs have gone. A lot of the bands have gone about, I would say about 60% of the foreign community that was involved with of just not even foreign, just local and foreign community that was involved with underground music left. They all left. Really? Yeah. I would say, I would say nearly my entire social network, about 60% of the people I was dealing with in 2019 have since gone. Oh my God. Um, and that's, lo that's locals, that's locals and foreigners included everybody. They all just fucked off. Cause it was, it was really bad, man. I mean, it was like, it was really bad. That's unbelievable. So was I, I wasn't, I'd heard it was bad. But I didn't realize it was to that extent. 
Yeah, because it was only in Shanghai. So, like, if you talk to someone from Suzhou or Beijing or anywhere else, maybe not Wulamuchi, but like uh, anywhere else, mostly in mainland China, they had it a little better. Like for us in 2020 and 2021, it wasn't too bad. I mean, you couldn't really get out of the country, but you could move around the country. You know, it was okay. It wasn't so oppressive. Yeah. But for Shanghai in 2022, it was uh, was a whole nother monster. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, that had a huge effect on the scene. The scene is not what it was. I mean, things are slowly starting to happen again. There's starting to be foreign artists coming through again. Okay. But there's still, it's not as vibrant as it was. Are there still the restrictions on some of the things that Livio was telling me about? Like uh, from, you know, certain, oh, yeah. you have to submit lyrics from to play certain shows and things like that. Is that that's still the case? Yeah. Wow. It's actually a little bit worse now. Uh, oh, jeez! Now for Round Eye, we have to we have to film a thirty minute video with all of the members' faces intact and uh, the exact lineup of songs and the exact lyrics. And for actually, just about twenty minutes ago, for Guji to get on a what is it called? The Chinese platform called Net is Cloud. So this is kind of like the Chinese Spotify. Yeah. Okay. So to get on that, we need to submit the original audio of the file. And also we need to record a video of us singing the songs with our face shown or us wow. using the, the, the file, the programming files. We didn't have to do that before. Yeah. To wow. That we're the, we're the create creator of the songs. Oh, my, okay. So I want to yeah. get into that a, a little bit, but I want to find out a little bit more about, about Guji as an entity. How did the band, form, how did you two meet? Because the, the recordings, it's just the two of you. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how did, how did the two of you meet in the first place? Well, we, we were dating and we're engaged. And oh, we, congratulations. we first started. Thank you. And we, we first met each other on a social di- dating site okay. on here called... Uh, Ten ten. Yeah. It's usually a fucking site that people use to go fuck each other, right? You know, like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but for us we pretty much hit it off, right? Nice. And so you know, th- three years later, you know, we're still here, everything's good. Wonderful. But back then we met each other at the height of the first wave of COVID. Okay. So right. it was twenty twenty. So twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. Twenty twenty. So everything everything was locked down. But not to the extent where you were locked down in your house. That happened in 2022. Okay. 2020, all of the businesses were closed. No shows. No nothing. So you would just re- literally be walking around the street with nowhere to go because everything was closed. Wow. That's what it was like back then. Oh so we, the only thing we had was to keep ourselves entertained was uh, just to do to create it, right? So we just decided to, you know, give it a shot. And we just recorded everything in the house because there's literally nowhere else to go. That's amazing. I didn't know she was a musician. One day we were just listening to music and we were, we were singing along to like Everly Brothers and early Beach Boys stuff. And the, our vocals, the harmonies were really solid. There was very little effort, you know, oh, wow. for the harmonies to happen. So it was, it was very natural. So I was like, okay, well, let's try and do something. And then uh, we just, that's how it started, literally. Oh, that is so awesome. So... Mm-hmm. The music of Guji is so cool. It's like this new wave, depending on the song, it's it's like this new wave with some kind of doom guitar in it, in, in a manner of speaking. It's very, the music isn't dark, but some of the lyrics are, are pretty dark on some of these, like, like Judgment Day. 
for example. Basically, a um, a reaction to the COVID policies and just being stuck in your house and, and everything being closed down and nothing to do. Um, I guess so. I mean, I think I would be writing that way even if COVID wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but COVID was definitely a a proper background to work with because it was a pretty pessimistic time. I mean, yeah, talk about not trusting the government. I mean, it was really, really so. You know, like we have the pop sensibilities just because, I mean, we were using the synthesizer and everything else because we couldn't, we had nothing else at our disposal. Right. Okay. You know, there was no guitar in the house. There was no drum set in the house. I lived on the 28th floor of an apartment building. Oh, So we just literally worked with what was at at hand. Oh. And then when the synthesizer was there, I was like, let's just work with this. (laughs) (laughs) And and so we kind of just... It was literally just working with things that are, that were at our fingertips. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Um, the dark lyrics. Uh, it's China's a very easy place to be a pessimist in. Oh know? wow! So it's I was like the idea of a very happy sounding song with with yeah. with gnarly ass. Uh, lyrics in them, you know. Yeah, the, the juxtaposition is always a lot of fun. Oh, and and it's done masterfully in Guji. I, it's just awesome. Well, because you know, because like the music of Guji is all pop and and happy and major notes, right? With mm-hmm. all this superficial kind of fluff, and then you we're kind of just making fun of that by putting, you know, obviously there's like a a very a dark underbelly to that. So, what does Guji translate to in English? Um, Guji doesn't mean anything at all. It's just a, a noise that I, I like to make. <laughs> they... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like to make a lot of weird noise. And then I'm just like, Guji! And let's do that as our band name. Doesn't mean anything at all. I love it. That's an awesome, that's, that's a perfect way to come up with a band name. Especially nowadays where everything seems to already be taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to this EP a lot because it is so good. Thank so, you. So the whole thing was basically done just by the two of you, but you've added some people to the band to play out. Is that correct? Or have, have I guess I should start that off by saying, have you played out very often? Um, we played pretty often before September, okay. which was when Chachi went on tour with Ronda in America. And when he was still here, we played probably 15 shows in Shanghai oh. in like two or three months. Wow. I mean, that, that might not sound a lot, but for a band that's newly born, to me, that's kind of a lot. And it was all pretty fun. I would say 70% of it is pretty successful. Yeah, and we are 
making progress through every show and trying to change how we look or how we sound every time. That yeah. okay. And so, our friends all like it was yeah. So that that brings me to the, the I guess the question I asked previously, which I I guess I'm asking them out of order at this point. Has the sound of the band changed from the album with the addition of uh multiple players and, and playing it live on instruments other than synthesizers? I wouldn't say so. Okay. I think is before that this the the lineup of the band that is starting to play live, this is our third lineup our third try of trying to do this. Oh, wow. The two previous lineups, nothing, nothing came about them. Something, somebody was moving or some, we, somebody didn't get along with somebody and it just, it, the cards didn't fall right. Yeah. So this finally, it, things started happening and the club starting. Oh yeah. And then also the second, you know, 2022 happened. So that put another damper on things. Yeah. Gucci, every single time we tried that, we found a lineup to try and get off the ground with, another wave of COVID restrictions would come in and we couldn't play anywhere. So we were just back and then those people would move and it was, yeah, yeah it was impossible until this year. That's why we started playing. Cause we could, because yeah. <laughs> it was a place. To play. Um, okay. in terms of the sound changing. Nah, I think because, and only because by the time that we found this third lineup, all of those songs were already written ready to go and we had the ideas for him. I mean, the videos were made aside from Claire, there were no other former members of the group in the videos. These are all just our friends as actors. Okay. So we are now finding a, you know, our stride with this lineup. So I guess maybe now the sound is changing in terms of what we're writing more, but not the overall sound hasn't changed much. Okay. So you're writing more as Guji then? Yeah, because we have now two other minds with us. So it's cool. Oh, that is awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Because this this is one of the catchiest EPs I've heard in a long time. This is just, I'm, I'm enjoying it so much. And I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to know the reaction when you guys play, whether it's live or or on the Chinese version of Spotify. What, what is the reaction? Because you've got songs like I Love to Hang Out in China, which is one of my favorites, and My Mouse Suit, which they sound very critical of Chinese policy. Is that, is, does that go over well? And I guess kind of back to the original, the very first, one of the first questions, does that go over well when you have to submit the lyrics to platforms and, and to play live? I feel like in it's a long question. I'm sorry. (laughs) In our uh, music, like like, (laughs) they don't really care about what we're singing. Like they nobody really knows what we're talking about. They probably just know a little bit. Okay. After watching our video, but when we're actually singing, especially it's not in Chinese. They don't know. I think the people that pay the most attention to our lyrics are foreigners. Or sometimes when we're playing a show, we'll put a red code. Um, during the COVID time, that means 
you have COVID or you are close contact with COVID patient, that means you cannot go anywhere. We put that as our background photo. And then people kind of get what kind of band we are. And one time during the music video shooting, we were using a hat, kind of like a communism hat as a tour. And one of our members' boyfriend showed up and he was accusing us of uh, humiliating the country. Oh, and wow. That's, that's like some reaction we get. And when we film, that's when we get the most problems because we will wear weird Chinese shit and just film all over Shanghai. We'll get problems with the security guard. But when we're playing live, so far we don't. People are, no, I don't hear any Chinese people talking about the lyrics. They're mainly focusing on the melody and the synth. Okay. Yeah. That's not, and that's not to say that we couldn't get in trouble. We could get in yes. trouble. Yeah. That is very real. Though when it comes to the whole, the censorship thing, you know, and all that stuff with China, yeah. that is real. But Guji is so low under the radar right now that they're not really, and plus we sing in English. Right. right. So it's, it's not really, we're, we're kind of a small fish to them. But if, okay. if somebody decided to get a hair up their ass about it, yeah, we could get in trouble. And most of that stuff, whenever you hear stories about something like that happening with somebody getting in trouble with the government, it's usually because somebody ratted that person out. Like somebody made it clear to the, to the authorities what was going on. Wow. That's how, that's how a lot of the stuff kind of functions. China, the Chinese authority, like they really rely on the people and the fear that people have of the government to report on, on their fellow citizens. Hmm. So that's, that's when you hear about a lot of that, all that shit happened. But so far that hasn't happened to us. <laughs> and I remember that same boyfriend, he had he pulled me aside and he said, uh, you know, I know what you guys are singing about and I really care about her. I don't want her to get in trouble. And I was like, dude, don't worry, man. We're not even using her, her real name. If anybody's going to get in trouble, it's going to be me. It's okay. Yeah. What could you the know? repercussions it's always, be? It's always a risk. Well, for them, they could, they could get a very large fine. They could get arrested. Wow. I could get deported. Their families could get in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of it. But so far, I mean, with Guji songs, there hasn't been any sort of really seditious lyrics. I mean, there's nothing like saying fuck Xi Jinping or, you know, over mm-hmm. down with communism. Right. It's just kind of a tongue, very firmly in cheek kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I don't think there, there's other, there's other bands like a buddy of mine in a band called SMZB. He just recently got ousted from the country for his lyrics in his band wow. and he's in a, he's been in exile in, in the Netherlands for the past two years. So, Whoa. but he sings in, he's in a fairly big punk band in China. Well was, yeah. and they sing entirely in Chinese and it's very, very on the sleeve on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Us were, it's a little too cute for them to notice right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you, you know put I mean? that. So that's how it is with them. So that, okay. So that brings up a, another question. The new EP is being released over here through a U.S. distributor and, and, and label and all. Is there any issue with that as, as far as the, the government is concerned? Do they, do they care if not, and not just Guji, but other bands, if they sign to U.S. labels and things like that? Um, you know, most Chinese bands here, they kind of like their main bread and butter. They want to be signed here. They're okay. not really interested in the outside. Okay. They want to stay here. They want to be the big fish in their little pond here. And the the labels here, it's a very it's almost like a very big monopoly. Like when it comes to big when it comes to big, and I don't mean big like 
Capitol Records. I mean, big like sub pop, right? Okay. Like these these big indie labels. There's only like three or four, oh. and all of them are owned by the same major company called Taiho. So you got Modern Sky, you got MIDI, you got Ruby Eyes, you got all these like uh, maybe Mars, and all of them are owned under this umbrella called Taiho. And so, you know, this they all of these bands when they're when they're trying to get big, they're always trying to get big with the same labels, you know. Okay. So they're not really concerned with getting signed with something outside of here. Oh, that's interesting, and it's funny because that's such a different perspective. And I, I guess you know. Growing up and living in America, it's always, and you know, you hear from a lot of European bands how they always wanted to come over and make it in America because that's where most of the money is for them. So it's different to hear that. Oh yeah, we don't care about America. It's it's that's interesting. Yeah, no, all of the money for them is here. Uh, yeah, because I guess they wouldn't know, be able to come over and tour much, would they? Uh, I don't know why. I think it's just easier. You know, it's just they can go into it for their own markets out here. Yeah. Nobody's interested in Chinese rock and roll over in the States. You know, not really. How, uh, so now, Chachi, you just came back from a tour with Round Eye. Are you planning yep. on playing more dates now with, with Guji, or are you just going to do some more writing with Guji, or, or both? Um, I'm always, we're always, we were just writing yesterday. Um, oh, nice. It's right now, the big, the big obstacle with Guji and that kind of a sound is to translate it to live. Mm. It's really hard because yeah, it's yeah. On the, on the recordings, the vocals are very lush and everything. The bass is, you know, everything's coming through real, real loud and everything. It's really hard to translate into that, into a system out here because the way bands tour out here is, uh, in the States, you have your own backline and you can kind of manage your own sound anywhere you, anywhere you go. Yeah. As long as you have your van with you, you know, over here, the backline is provided, so every every sound system is different. So you can be playing, you know, one night you're playing with a full stack JCM 800s, and then the next night you're playing with a, a little fucking Line Six that you know is like shorting out on you. You know oh, what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's it's really it really it's hard to gauge that, and it's it's hard to translate that big vocal sound of Guji onto the live platform. Cause she doesn't sing very loud. It's not a very loud voice, but right. it, it comes, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really hard to get that out. To translate that. So we're still kind of working on the mixing and balancing of that. Well, I wanted to tell you guys, I think the sound is so cool. And, the, but there's one track there that really stands out to me. And it's my favorite. And that's serious because a lot mm. of a lot of the album sounds kind of new wavy musically, but for me and to my ears, Sirius sounds more like early My Bloody Valentine. sound and i think that's just such a cool song sure thank you yeah 
I love my, my bloody Valentine. I actually saw them years and years ago with a, a Taiwanese band called skip, skip, Ben, Ben in uh, Taiwan. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, a great band. I love yeah. That. I mean, it, also that's a very kind of minimalist sound, right? That was with that, with that song, we were kind of going for a Q Lazarus kind of vibe. Oh, okay. Is the sound ev- evolving with what you're, what you're writing now is, or is it, is it similar to what was released on the EP? The next one, I think so far right now, we're still kind of vaping off of what was off the EP. But now I think, the, for instance, the next couple of songs were singing about Chinese serial killers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, that is cool. You know, so we're, we're, that's like the theme of the next one that we're doing in the next video. It's like these Chinese serial killers that don't really get a, you know, they're, they're, nobody in China is ever going to make a movie or, or a Netflix series about these guys because they can't. It's impossible. So right. we're going to try and pick up the baton for that. Oh, <laughs> that you know, I can almost guarantee that it'll be enormous because what's super popular over here, podcasts and, and movies, serial killer podcasts are everywhere. I listen to a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. But oh, you never listen to them all the time. These ones. Yeah, that, like yeah, you don't. Because it's so funny because China, you know, we're always impressed by like Ted Bundy and Gein and all these guys with their statistics of kills, right? Yeah. God, you should see the Chinese numbers, man. <laughs> these guys are like, they're like batting, you know, four hundred all the time. <laughs> wow, man. So they're in like the Chikatilo range, or more. Yeah, they're pretty pretty intense because it's it's China, right? You're talking about the most populated country on earth. Yeah, they got a lot of uh, meat in the barn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. And we have this kind of environment. Their mental health definitely not very good. Mental so. health is deteriorating, and, and you're talking about rural China, right? So the police force isn't really doing anything. Right, right. right. And I imagine you know, reporting missing people is it doesn't happen very often. I would imagine, at least not in rural China. No. And even if it does, they keep it under the foot, right. under their hat. You know what I mean? No one would know about it. Oh my gosh. Mm. So how? Because if you look at the Chinese youth right now, if you look at them, you'll never see sensationalist media where it's like convicted man murdered, you know, 60 people. Right. You know, and, and right. you know, you'll never see that. It, it's just, it doesn't exist. So it looks like China is just like this Peaceful utopia. You know? Paradise. No, there's crazy fucks here too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they are everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere, <laughs> but they got bigger numbers here. Oh <laughs> my God. Now I am so, I'm unbelievably fascinated by this and I'm dying to hear what you guys come up with. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, we're definitely not hurting in terms of things to write about. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of source material. Is there any yeah. possibility of Guji coming across to the U S to play at all ever? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if we ever get the sound right, you know, cause I don't want to ever go to the States, you know, half cocked. Yeah. I want it to be as close as possible to the recordings as we can get it. Mm-hmm. So until then we're just going to keep sharpening our knives out here, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What is the best way for people to find the EP and listen to it and, and support you guys? The EP came out on Godless America, which is a label based out of uh, Florida by our buddy Jordan and you can find it on there on Bandcamp. I believe it's going to be on Spotify as well. It is on Spotify. And, uh, I think most of the normal channels like iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, SoundCloud, they're all on there. And we just today 
I think got approved on Chinese social media, on Chinese uh, streaming platforms. Hopefully. I'm not sure. We'll see yeah. if they believe that we wrote these songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, man. That's a completely different world out there. Jeez. Isn't that weird? I couldn't believe it. They wanted, they had me open up the actual recording software to see the music files to show that I, that we made this. So, you know, you know, the 12 tracks of whatever the instruments, you know what I mean? All yeah. of them for every song. They, they want to see all the stems and everything. Yeah. They wanted to see all of it. Oh my gosh. That's unreal. They were joking at first. And they were like, no, and I was like, okay, all right, here you go. I, it's not like I couldn't manipulate this, you know, it's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable. So, oh my gosh. It's that's yeah, and that's you know, we didn't have to do that pre-COVID. This is all post-COVID stuff. And I'm I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what they're looking for. Why do they need to see that? What is the point of that? Makes no sense. Bujida. I have no idea. Just, I I that's yeah, that's a completely different mindset. I I wow. I'm blown away by you know that. What I think it is, man. I've been saying this since I first moved here. It was since I first got involved with music out here. Every year, there seems to be a new rule, something else you got to do, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because the guys, the middlemen, have to make it look like they're doing something for their for their superiors. So every year, there's something that's added. It's not necessarily needed. It's not necessarily efficient, but it's just to show that the something is happening. I don't know. No, you know, you make a I'm point. I'm trying to make. You make a good point because I've said that about stuff happening over here. Is that a lot of what's going on is just people trying to justify their jobs. That's maybe that's yeah. just a universal yeah. truth. Where are you based out of? I live in Winchester, Virginia, so I'm about uh, 90 minutes due west of DC. Okay. Okay. Home of Patsy Cline. Home of Patsy Cline. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I mention that, I, and that always gets edited out because I've said it so damn much, but I always, <laughs> every time I say, where are you from? Oh, I'm Winchester. Home of Patsy Cline. She's everywhere out here. I love Patsy Cline. Oh, she's. I think you like her too. She's oh, an um, incredible voice. So. Yeah. Not as good as yours. No, no. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> when you're recording new music, is it still just the two of you, or is it the full band together, the new members as well? Before it was just me and Chachi, or sometimes during the practice with our our previous setup. But right now we're doing everything together okay. with uh, our our uh, two other members. Thank you guys so much for for your time. Uh, I know it's getting late there. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank oh, you so much for having us. My my pleasure. But before I forget, social media links. What's the best way for people to follow you guys uh, and, and keep track of you guys on social media? Or if there is one. I don't, I'm not, on the West. Uh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> I think we just created a Facebook page, so you can do that. Yeah, but okay. we didn't really build it. We're still, we're still waiting for a... Uh, the okay from the government for the Eastern platforms. Wow. So for right now for the West, it's just Facebook or Godless America. Just follow them. Okay. That's all right. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.